Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Amen, amen. Hey, welcome everybody. We are glad that you are here this morning. Thanks for coming out today. Looking forward to the rest of the service. Hey, just want to invite all you dads out next week. Men, come on out. Bring your families out to church. What a great way to start the day. Get it started right and then enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Got some other fun stuff uh, for you next week and then a gift as everybody leaves on Sunday next week. So come on out, a special service. You're going to enjoy it. And let me say to the men, thank you for the men that were able to come out yesterday. We had an incredible men's breakfast. Thanks, guys, for participating and being there. Amen. Hey, I just want to tell you, we had 111 men out to have breakfast yesterday morning with us. So we had a great, great time. So thank you again. A couple things before we get started. Uh, I want to let you know, uh, last week, I, I wanted to, to share it last week, but we had so many things going on, Grad Sunday, Mission Sunday, some of the things that, uh, and, and launching the Hope app, which by the way, I hope everybody has a chance to get connected with that. Um, when we were in, two weekends ago, we were in Mexico, my, my wife and I, Pastor Cody and Pastor Dave and their spouses, uh, it was the weekend of Rama Bible College graduation at the Leon campus, Audible de Vida. It was the first time they were able to host a graduation of theirs. They had been going to Mexico City the last several years, and it has been just really difficult logistically, so they were able to do their own graduation ceremony. I had the honor of being the first graduation speaker there, so it was really special for all of us. But you invest so much in missions and talking about the Hope app and things. I just want to thank you for your generosity. I wanted to share a few things so you can see what your generosity does, not just here, but around the world. And so when we were there, of course, doing the graduation, we had, uh, there's uh, 22 students in the Bible school, eight of them graduated, so 14 first year. I just want you to see them because you helped make this possible. There's all the students, all 22, plus Pastor Jeff and Sylvia and myself and, and Jessamy and uh, the ones in the red gowns and caps obviously were graduating. The other 14 will be graduating next year, and there'll be a whole nother crop of first-year students, which the sign-up is going really well. Um, in particular, I want to highlight two grads that you have sponsored both years of their school, and basically you've paid for them to go to, to Rama. and that is on the left, you'll see a really sweet lady. Her name's Asvid, and her husband, Jorge, they are going to be, he graduated last year, and then she just graduated this year. They're going to be the pastors of the next Tree of Life plant in Mexico, Arbo de Vida, Guadalajara. So her and her husband, Amen. Super excited. Your investment in them through Bible College, they're there on staff with Jeff helping and getting them ready. And I think in August, they're going to be relocating to Guadalajara. And then um, I think launching, uh, hopefully in November, they'll launch the church. And then perhaps even in January, launch the next campus of of the Bible school. And next to her, Raul Raul and Reina have been a blessing to Arbol de Vidas for so many years. In fact, he was the first employee on staff uh, where we do the out, uh, most of our outreaches is where his home is. And they have made a huge impact in their colonia. And so he graduated um, and he's been there um, almost from the beginning, he and his spouse. So many others that you sponsored over these last few years and look ahead to do that as well. And then one more uh, picture I want to show you. This is a family here that we are supporting. We started supporting this year. Uh, His name is Gustavo and his wife's name is Nahari. And they are Venezuelan, and they were kind of Venezuelan refugees and came to Mexico City and was working there. And last summer, when we were down on the missions trip, um, he came up to work with us to do the children's ministry, the Outreach Crusades. 
And so he did a phenomenal job, but God just supernaturally connected my heart with his. One of those, I don't know how to explain it. And as well as Pastor Cody and Gustavo, and we all keep in touch. And he has such a great heart. And then his wife is so sweet. And you can see his family, his sister, and his three boys there. Um, last year, when you ate in the cafe, all the monies that were raised from the cafe, Missions Cafe, all went to your supporting his family based on the Missions Cafe from last year. So thank you so much. Everything you do makes a difference. For just getting a hamburger one day in the Missions Cafe, you're enabling his family to be there in Leon and serving. He's the outreach pastor for Audible Day Vida, and she is Pastor Jeff's assistant. And so I wanted you to know that you're really making a difference touching lives. And so thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your generosity. I wanted to show that to you. So everything you do matters. So keep up the good work. God's working. And then uh, I, a great segue into the Hope app. I just want to, again, just promote the Hope app for a second because it really is going to enable us to be even more generous in doing things around the world and in here. Of course, in New Braunfels, like the Playscape and around our area. And then we're funding through that. We'll also fund the missions trip, which goes the 27th of June. And we're doing a couple of things. We had last year, we had one dentist from Tree of Life. This year, we've added a second Tree of Life dentist. So we're able to du- double our dental outreach, one in the Colonia, Raul's place, and then one there at the church. So excited about that. And and then in the evenings, the crusade will be the Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames crusade, which is a high-powered, very uh, direct uh, evangelistic tool, salvation experience, and hundreds and hundreds of lives will be changed through that drama, and you're helping bring that production there, and all, all the costumes, all the equipment, all the props, everything, and the people to run it through your generosity, and so we're just going to expect just amazing things done for the kingdom of God there in Audible Day Vida, and in through also your generosity, and so again, uh, my wife and I were eating the other day, and I don't know what our bill came up to, but the change was uh, 86 cents, and so automatically, I knew I I just thought this is kind of silly, but I thought, wow, that 14 cents, and this is silly, but I honestly thought this, that 14 cents is going to go somewhere and help someone, and and I thought, I'm so excited about the giving initiative, and I hope that you guys sign up, because even your change makes change. Does that make sense to be corny? All right. We've got a lot of uh, corny dad jokes here today, a little bit. We had some earlier, and I'll, I'll throw a few out there a little bit. All right. Are you ready for the word? All right, all right. So, hey, get your Bibles out. Open up to Matthew 3. This is the second part, the final part of our two-parter. Really, really just trying to get you ready for the summer. Uh, One of the things I feel is important as a pastor is to help equip you, help teach you, uh, prepare you for things. And uh, it's summertime, and and you might think, what do you mean, need preparation for summer? It's like, I'm free, you know, summer break, summer vacation, summer break. I don't know what that looks like for your family. Maybe summer's busier for you. That's that's obviously very possible. Uh, Maybe it's not as busy. Uh, Kids are out of school, perhaps, if you have kids. Maybe your your job changes a little bit. You're, You're planning some time off. I talked to a friend of mine, first service, and I said, what are you guys doing this summer? and he was telling me about a trip they were taking, when it was, the the accommodations they already made, lodging, they put their money aside. And there's a lot of preparation that can go into summer experiences. And I want to give you some that I think is important as any of them and just get you ready for the summer. Because here's what my observation has been as a pastor for several years. It's a lot of times people go into the summer and it's like we just take a break. The summer vibe is to take a break from everything. And, And I think you have to be very careful because I've seen it over and over again. People kind of take a, break, take, take a break, take time off. They just take time off from everything, school, work, and you need to have a vacation. We want you to have a vacation. We want you to take a break, but don't take a break from God. 
Don't take a break from church if you're here and around to, because if you do, you tend to drift. Summertime is a time that people can tend to drift. And then when it hits the fall again, because people always say, well, I'll take care of that in the fall. I'll do that in the fall. When the fall comes, we're like, where are you? Where are you at? What happened? And story after story of just people kind of drifting away. And I don't want that to happen to you. I don't want you to get caught up into that summer thing. I want you to enjoy summer, take a break, a vacation, but stay engaged. Don't take a vacation from God. Can I tell you this? The devil doesn't take a summer vacation. Well, he might come on yours. <laughs> he might, hey, where are you going? I'm going to be right there with you. <laughs> he doesn't take a break. So don't let your guard down. Don't be unprotected. This summer, be ready. Be prepared. I know for my family, we shared this last week, we get ready for summer. There's a lot of things we have to do. We have to really plan our schedule. Uh, we got some special things coming up. We're going to take some time off this summer. Uh, my brother, Pastor Jeff in Mexico, his second youngest Second youngest daughter is uh, getting married, and so actually Saturday. So the whole family, my sister uh, and her husband and, and daughter, my mom and Rick are all going down. My family, his family's there. We're going to have a great time next weekend uh, for the wedding. And then since we're all together, we're going to take some family vacation. There's been a lot of preparation, can I tell you, the getting ready for this, trying to coordinate everybody going and coming. But personally for us, in fact, I'm going to do some preparation tomorrow um, after I... After I worship here today, I'm going to go worship at Academy tomorrow. <laughs> because it's like revival week. It's like crusade because it's all the Father's Day sales. It's like, it's like I'm there. It's on the doors open. And uh, so I got some things I have to get. We're going to be in Mexico. We're going to be vacationing. And it's going to be hot and sunny. I got to get some clothes. I actually thought about wearing, if you were here last week, I showed all the different things I have to wear to protect myself from the sun. I thought about walking out with them on, but then I thought, man, it takes too long to put it all on. <laughs> Get ready. It just takes too long. I'll chew up all my time trying to get ready. But, but I want to go back and review just for a minute because it'll help launch us into this piece I want to share today. Uh, last week, as we looked at Jesus beginning his earthly ministry, uh, God did a couple things. Number one, to prepare him, uh, which sounds funny. He had to prepare Jesus for earthly ministry. Yes, because please understand that Jesus, not only was he God, but he's also man. Uh, that's how he can be our sacrifice, amen? So he's 100% God, son of God, but he's also 100% man. So he has to walk out life like you and I do, and he had to do that in a way to be, uh, to be that perfect sacrifice so he could pay for our sins. And so Jesus had to look at things and address things the way that we need to. So we can look at Jesus' life, and you can't just say, well, yeah, but he's God, because he had to operate as a man. So we can pull truths and, and principles out of how he operated and apply them to our life. He is our model. And so God met with Jesus before launching him into a new season and then in a baptism moment. And here's what God did. Just as a reminder, I want to remind you as you get ready to launch into this new season, uh, Matthew 3, 17, and a voice from heaven said, this is my son. And before Jesus launched into this new season, God wanted to remind him and remind everyone of his identity. And can I tell you this morning that your identity comes from your father, God. When you go into summer, I don't know where you're going or what you're doing, but I know who you, whose you are if Jesus is Savior and Lord. And I talked last week about the dynamic of no matter what I do, I am my father's son. And, and when I go out and get ready for the summer, I have to keep in mind I'm my father's son, meaning that I have to put sunscreen on. I have to put clothes on and cover almost every inch of my body, almost. I look like the mummy walking around out there. Hey, remember my kids run off and leave me there. Hey, I can't move. Wait, where are you going? They don't want to be seen with me. But anyways, I have to cover. I have to be prepared because no matter what, no matter what I want to think, I am my father's son. And I would say to you, if you know my dad, have you seen my father? That's why I'm so white. His picture's out there. Be careful right there. Just go look at his picture. I am my father's son. You are a son and daughter of the king. 
Be reminded as you enter the summer. I want you to remind your kids. Your kids are going on, on summer camp. They're going on summer vacation. They're going maybe with family, with relatives. Some of you guys are shipping them off to grandparents. God bless grandparents. Amen. All right. But remind your kids who they are. They're your kids. And we have standards and we have rules and we have values no matter whether you're there or whether you're here, no matter where you're at. Because here's what happens in the summer vibe, things change. Some of you have a dynamic, a family dynamic that you, you come from a, a, a broken family and you're sending your, your child off to your spouse and it's a different environment. I know, I talk and pray with you all the time. Prepare your kids for that. They may be in a different environment but they're still your child. And you still have values, you still have influence. And so I am my father's son, so no matter what, where I'm at, if I'm at the coast or I'm here or I'm on a cruise or whatever, can I tell you what happens in South Padre does not stay at South Padre? What happens in the Bahamas on your cruise does not stay there. Remember, you are a child of God. Yes, enjoy and take a break, have fun, but remember whose you are. And be prepared and be protected because the enemy does not take a summer break. In fact, it might be his most productive time of the year. Because of that summer vibe and the things that are pulling on us different places in different ways. It goes on to say this, this is my son whom I love, speaking of relationship. So God was emphasizing his identity, then emphasizing the first priority relationship in his life, meaning that you're my son, I love you, and we have relationship. I want to encourage you to spend time building relationship together. Use the summer to connect together as a family. Take time, absolutely. But press into God, don't drift away, draw near. Because too many people drift away because that whole take a break vibe happens and we get caught up and then all of a sudden we're laying out of church and we're doing different things and because we have all this time, if you will. And can I tell you, it's so hard to get back. When you drift away, you ever been to the beach and you've gone out in the water and you leave your stuff on the, on the sand there and you go out in the water and you're having a good time and all of a sudden you look up and your stuff's way over there. It's like, I'm right here. Wait, hey, that doesn't look like my wife right there. It's like, you're, I'm, I'm waving at this lady. Hey, that, I don't think that's your mom. And so that's a... Way over there is your stuff, right? And so it's like you've drifted. Without even knowing, you drift, and you have to be intentional to get back to that place. I want to encourage you to press into that relationship intentionally. If you have some free time on your hands and we want to take time off, and you should, then look at the summer as an opportunity to get closer to God than maybe you weren't able to in the fall, winter, spring because life was so busy because kids are in school and then they're in athletics and then you have all kinds of extracurricular activities and things going on at work. Use that time then to draw closer to each other and draw closer to God. Press into God. Relationally, get closer to him. I love that last phrase. With him, I am well pleased. Remember, as you head into the summer, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, uh, God loves you because of who you are, not what you've done. Because he said this to Jesus before Jesus ever did a miracle. He is before he ever healed anybody, opened a blind eye, deaf ear, raised the dead, cast the devil out. He hadn't done any of that. And God was saying, I love you not for what you do, but for who you are. I want to encourage you as you get ready for the summer, know who you are. You're a son and daughter of the King of Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And, and number two, take this opportunity to press into him relationally. Draw near, don't drift away. And number three, remember he loves you because of who you are, not what you ever could do. And get ready for the summer. So today, I want to, I want to move it a step further. And so let's take a look at Galatians 3.26. I shared this um, First service, I don't know that I shared it second service last week, but I want to use it today. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. Amen. Aren't you glad? I'm a child of God because of my belief in Jesus Christ. I'm saved through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ, salvation experience, who were baptized, have clothed yourself with Christ. And let me say it this way. Put on Jesus this summer. And just because of corny dad jokes, let me say it this way. Use your sunscreen. S-O-N. Okay. 
Thank you for that clap. I know. Thank you. Where's like, should I clap or not? No, don't clap at that one. That was goofy. All right. So that's okay. And so I prepared my heart for that response right there. And so um, put on Jesus. Be clothed in Jesus. Remember who you are, no matter where you are and what you do. And so Jesus is being reminded of these. And so we need to be reminded. We clothe ourselves in Jesus, if you will. And now, now God is taking uh, Jesus and getting him ready for the season of ministry that he's going to begin. So he takes him through the Holy Spirit, leads him out to the wilderness. And I could say it this way, using our analogy. It's like taking Jesus to South Padre, right? He's leading him out on summer break, leading him out on this vacation. And in there, Jesus has this encounter, and it's preparing him for the ministry of head. And what I, I believe that we can see in there is a couple things that we can apply to our life, again, to be prepared for the summer season. And so what I want to do is I want to read you Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Let me read it through in its entirety, and then let me come back and break some different points out of there that will help us. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Verse one says this, and Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to a holy city that had, uh, stand, had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they'll lift you up with their hands so that you'll not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. Now in that passage of scripture, first thing, let me tell you how Jesus responds to this upcoming season, preparation for this season, is the same way we need to respond as we enter in this new season. The things that he was tempted in, I believe the enemy still tries to tempt us today. And so Jesus had to face all these things as a man so we can apply the same principles and know that they'll work. They didn't work just because he was God. They worked because he was a man trusting in God. He was clothed in God. And so I wanna wanna start by saying this. Um, My wife a few years ago, she had put some lotion in this blue bottle and put it on my sink. We had two each have our own sink, our own vanity, however you say that. And so I got in there one morning, I saw this blue bottle, and I'm like, what is this? Hey, what is this stuff? Is this yours? Did you, were you over here? Is that one of the girls? She goes, no, that's yours. I just want you, I want you, I want you to put it on your face every morning, every day. And I'm like, I'm not putting it on my face every day. And she's like, I'm like, what is that? She says, it's moisturizer. And I'm like, I don't need to moisturize my face. Because men, we know the tricks of the women. It starts with moisturizer, then they're trying to put a mud pack on you, then they're trying to put eyeshadow and lip liner on. I'm not going there. I'm not exfoliating. Get thee behind me, Jessamy. I'm not going there and doing that. They'll take my man card. Not doing it. And so she goes, just, it's got sunscreen in it. She tried to disguise the sunscreen, right? Just try to hide it. Just put it on your face every day. Like, what if it's not sunny? Just put it on every day. What if it's not, I don't need it. Just put it on. I'm not going outside. Just put it on every day. So back and forth. And then finally I said, yes, ma'am. And uh, so, uh, so you know, the, the point was every day there is something that we can put on that's going to be helpful to us. And see, it didn't matter. I was like, hold on, hold on a second, honey. Let me, uh, hey, hey, Alexa, what's the weather today? Partly cloudy, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I don't need it. The sun's not out. Can I tell you, we all know that's when you get burnt the most, right? How do I get burnt? It's not even sunny. It looks like it's going to rain. It's because we let our guard down. And so every day there are things that we need to do. Every day I believe there are things that Jesus did. Every day you and I heading into the summer season, we need to look and come up with a summer plan of things to do so we don't get burned. 
And we said this last week, can I tell you, we're not just talking about physical burn, sunburn. We don't get burned emotionally by the world. We don't get burned relationally by the world because there's opportunities out there all the time. And it doesn't matter what the weather looks like. It doesn't matter. You don't know what's going to happen throughout your day. But know this, the enemy is out there and he's looking for ways. He's looking for those who are unprotected. Uh, We were in Mexico and Pastor Dave preached on Sunday morning at Audible Day Vita and he had a fantastic word. He really did. It was a great message. I'm super proud of him. And he was talking about the moment in the, in the National Geographic, if you ever watched the, the, I almost said Disney Channel, man, don't watch the Disney Channel, uh, the Discovery Channel, you ever watch the Discovery Channel, and then you see the, the lion, I was going to say the lion, come on, the, lion, the male lion goes and lays under the shade tree while the lionesses kill the food, right? I think, it's a beautiful picture. Anyway, so the... What's wrong with that? The, the, the lionesses go and they're looking at a herd of deer or wildebeest and all of a sudden they charge the pack and then what they're trying to do is disperse the pack and they're trying to see which one is the weak one, which one is off by himself and the smart ones all stay together, keep together, keep together and the one that wanders off by himself, he's the one that becomes lunch. Because the enemy is looking for the one who's vulnerable. He's looking for the one who's unprotected. Do you realize the lion doesn't just come out there and challenge the biggest, baddest wildebeest? Or water buffalo, he doesn't do that. He's looking for the weak, unprotected, vulnerable one. And can I tell you, every single day, protect yourself before you leave the house. We need to, because the enemy is out there seeking whom he may devour. And so we need to put our protection on and say, you may not devour me. And so Jesse, we put that on there, and that's kind of the way I would illustrate that. But here, and we're looking at this whole scenario when Jesus shows us a way to protect ourselves to get ready. And so uh, let's look at how he tempts us. Matthew 4, 2 through 3 says, after fa- fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Of course he was hungry. Some of us can't go 40 minutes. I have to eat between services. I had a pudding cup. I did. I can't, I can't go that long. And so after 40 nights and days, he was hungry. Notice the enemy waited till he was at his weakest moment. He didn't come at day one. He didn't come at day five. He didn't come at day seven. He didn't come at day 10. He came at day 40. Why? Because that's when you're the most vulnerable. He'll come when you're the most lonely. He'll come when you're the most hurt. He'll come when you're the most offended. He'll come when you're the most angry. Because it's when you're the most vulnerable unless you learn how to deal with it or protect yourself from that. And so by putting something on. So you know what? We should start our, our day out with the word every day. We're going to get it in a second. Why? Because the enemy's going to come at you in the day. And if you're protected, he's not going to go after the protected one per se. Over time and subtly, he's going to look and wait for his moment. He's waiting for someone to let their guard down. But he came at the weakest moment. The tempter came to him and said, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. You know what the enemy came and tempted him with was his appetite. The enemy's going to come at your appetite. And I'm not just talking about food. Summertime, let's just be honest. Summertime, there's, this, there's different appetites in the summer. Can I tell you? There's things I love to eat in the summer that I don't eat the rest of the year. I mean, there's things I like to eat in the winter that I don't eat in the summer. But there's different appetites that we just naturally have in the summer, and the enemy's going to come and try and t- entice us with appetites. Hey, let's go down here for the coast for a couple days, and nobody really knows us here. It's okay. Your buddies call you up and they want to go float the river and hey, we got the ice chest and you know what they mean by that. Hey, let's just go hang out the river. Why? Because that's where all the girls hang out. Hey, listen, listen, this is reality. It's where we live. I'm just trying to help you for life, right? So you need to be prepared ahead of time for those things. 
because there's different appetites in us that the enemy pulls on, getting away from a church and getting away from things because it's summertime. And, and so all of a sudden now we're tempted with different things that we weren't tempted the rest of the year for because the enemy's smart. And he's gonna make sure he's gonna pull on these appetites, the summer appetites in you. Nobody knows, hey, guess what? We'll get back, to, we'll get back on track in September. Good luck. We'll start going to church then again, back then again, again. We're just gonna take a break for the summer. Don't be vulnerable. And so there's an appetite. So he addresses Jesus' appetite. He goes on uh, to this, to the next one, uh, the next piece. He says in verse five, then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. The highest point of the temple, not the highest point on, pl- on the planet. If you're the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that your foot will not strike a stone. Now who's quoting the scripture? The devil. Can I tell you the devil probably knows more scripture than you do? Well, he should. He's been getting pounded by it for over 2,000 years. But know this, he's going to outwork you. The devil will outwork you. He'll outweight you. He'll outwork you. And so you need to be diligent. So don't let your guard down. But see, here's what he says. He takes Jesus to the highest point of the temple. I find that very interesting. Why did he take Jesus to the highest point, like in the world? And he does that in the next scenario, if you will. He tells him to throw himself off so the angels can come catch you. It wasn't that he was wanting Jesus to show who he was to himself or to the devil. as he wanted Jesus to show himself who he was to all the world right there. Because understand, underneath at the bottom of the temple, my wife and I, we were there when we went to Israel and we're going there on this trip. I'm super excited. There's still a spot or two left. But we're at the bottom on the street level looking up where the highest point of the temple would be and imagining hundreds if not thousands of people milling around where we were. People in Jerusalem, which was the center of religion. It was the center of commerce. It was the center of education. It was where everything was happening. And people were there talking about and studying and trying to learn about the Messiah. And here's the devil saying, I know that you call yourself the Messiah, and if you throw yourself off and the angels come get you, all these thousands of people will see them come, and they will know then you are who you say you are, and they will worship you, they will applaud you, they will honor you, they will celebrate you. And I know you're looking to start this ministry thing, but instead of going from little village to little village, why don't you just make a big splash right now? I'm really trying to help you out. Just jump out there right now, and all these thousands of people, man, what a way, your very first meeting will have thousands of people there applauding you. You know what the enemy will do? He'll tempt you with the applause of man. The acceptance of men, pleasing men. That wasn't part of God's plan. God had another way to do it. But the devil's like, oh, come on, man. You know what'll happen to you in the summertime that may not, doesn't happen necessarily in ways throughout the rest of the year? You're going to be pulled to pleasing people. Your friends at work want to get together and go do, hey, we don't have school tomorrow. Get a babysitter. Come on, let's go do this. Hey, your family coming in. Your crazy family coming in, right? That lives like the devil. <laughs> you, want, you know, pleasing to, him, pleasing to him. I was going to say something, but I'm, I'm not. I said that first service. I'm in trouble already. So the, the, the family coming in, and you got family coming in, and we don't live like they live, and we don't do what they do, and all of a sudden, but you don't want to tell them no, and you want your family to think that you're weird or crazy because they're the weird, crazy ones. You, you don't want people at work to kind of make fun of you and stuff, and so it's summertime. There's no excuse. I don't have an excuse. It's summertime. The kids don't have school. We, how are we going to hang out? The people want to take you out of town for the weekend. Hey, just go with us. We're going to go. We got room for more, and you know they don't live the way you live. Hey, don't worry about pleasing people. They're not where you get your identity. God's where you get your identity. But he'll tempt you trying to please people. 
Want them to like you, want them to accept you. The next one, he goes in verse eight, he says this. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain. There we go, highest point on the planet, high mountain. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. If you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all this. How can the devil so boldly stand there and say, I'll give you all this, I'll give you authority. The devil will try and tempt you with authority. It will try and tempt you with influence, importance. You're gonna be special, you're gonna be important, you're gonna have influence. But understand this, that man gave God the authority and Adam gave it away. And when Adam sinned in the garden, he gave the authority then to the devil. So the devil has the authority so he can stand there and say, I'll give you, I'll give you this, it's mine. Because Adam gave it away, but aren't you thankful for Jesus, amen? He came back and brought that back. And so he says, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you authority, I'll give you influence, I'll give you all this. And the enemy's gonna tempt you in ways this summer. And it might just be on influence, opportunity, position. Maybe it's going to be compromising to do something, to achieve something or become something. But can I tell you, God has a better way. So the summer might be different, might be an opportunity for that, but clothe yourself how Jesus did. And here's how Jesus did it. He did it with the word of God. So Jesus responds to all these, as we know, we've heard the story before, but he responds with all these, all these with the word of God and a temptation to his appetite and a temptation to the applause of men, temptation to the authority. He put on the word of God. And if Jesus put on the word of God, we need to put on the word of God. So Jesus covered himself with the word, Matthew 4, 3 through 4. Let's go to Matthew 4. Let's skip that one. Matthew 4, 3 through 4, back to the first one. The tempter came and said, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become the bread, tempting him with the appetite. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God, to which we would all say, man, that is brilliant. That is divinely inspired. What deep revelation the son of God must have. And to you, I would say, that is not deep revelation. That is the word of God that was from Deuteronomy. I don't know if you know that in this passage of scripture, it's all of a sudden just Jesus getting this divine word from heaven. He as a young boy studied and read the scriptures as a boy growing up in the temples. He continued to pray and read scripture. Jesus put on the word of God. You mean the son of God put on the word of God? Yes. When you prepare for your day, it is worth 10 minutes early to get up and spend time in the word. It is worth 15 minutes, if you will, to spend time in the word and in prayer. It's worth even perhaps 20 minutes to spend time in the word, prayer, and maybe a song from Caleb. Why? Because you need to clothe yourself and be prepared for what you're going to face because you don't know what you're going to face. And so you might wake up for the day and think, well, I, I don't really have anything this day that's going to really warrant all this, I'm good. I'll sleep an extra 15 or 20 minutes. And can I tell you, we talked last week that it is always better to be inconvenienced than to face consequence. And I would say to you, you have no idea what the, deal, that the day holds for you. So protect yourself. It might look like a cloudy overcast day, but you know as well as I know, vulnerable, being vulnerable to that will cost you the biggest burn of your life. And so Jesus quotes the word. What do you mean he quoted the word? That, that just didn't come from heaven? Well, it did, but back in Deuteronomy. Let me tell you, it came in Deuteronomy 8.3. Here's what the word says in Deuteronomy. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus was quoting Deuteronomy. I thought he said that because he was the son of God. He said that because it was in the word. He was clothing himself with the word. I can clothe myself with the word too. Man, I love that. The devil didn't run from him because he was son of God. The devil ran from him because he clothed himself in the word. Put it on. Put on the word every day. 
Let's go to the next one, the second one. The devil took him to the holy city, had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he'll command his angels concerning you that they'll, they'll not let you strike a stone with your foot. Verse seven, Jesus answered, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Wow, that's deep. That's awesome. Where'd you get that, Jesus? Deuteronomy? Let's take a look right here. Deuteronomy 6.16, do not put the Lord your God to the test. He spoke the word. He spoke the word when he was tempted with his appetites. He put his appetites behind the word of God. He spoke the word when he was tempted by the applause of man. Then you put that behind the word. All these things, you apply the word of God. Here's why. Appetites will change. The applause and accolades of men will change. Authority can be given and taken away, but the word of God changes not, and it works in every situation, every day, every time, regardless if the sun's out shining or it's behind the cloud. The word works and will protect you in everything. Put on the word of God. Goes on to say this then in Matthew 8, 4, 8, I'm sorry. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I'll give you, he said, if you bow down, worship me, Jesus said, away from me, Satan. It's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Where did he get that? From Deuteronomy. Fear the Lord your God, serve him only. Serve him only. Clothe yourself in the word. That's what Jesus did. This summer, as you're getting ready for the summer, get in the word. Because if you're gonna speak the word, you have to have the word in you. And instead of little packets of Sunscreen, carry around three by five cards with scriptures on them, maybe. Because you know why? Here's what I know about sunscreen, and I know sunscreen. Okay? You need to reapply. Doesn't take very long before I, an hour, I got to reapply. Come on, can I tell you? An hour, I got to reapply. Put that back on. Can I tell you throughout your day? You need to reapply. The Word of God. Clothe yourself with the Word of God, and then reapply as often as necessary. Why? Because you don't want to get burned. You don't want to get burned. We've been there. No one likes that. That's not God's plan for your life. I love this picture of Jesus clothing himself with the word of God. And let me say this also right here. Notice this. When Jesus says, get away from me, Jesus didn't negotiate with the devil. And let me say this very pastorally. Don't negotiate with the devil this summer. All right, Mr. Devil, you let up on me this summer, I'll let up on church a little bit. And, and, I, and I say this from years of experience and observation. But don't worry about it right now. We'll get back to that when summer's over. Right now, we're taking a break. Can I tell you, you're vulnerable. And we are just, some of us in here are just one decision away from a severe burn. And it hurts. Don't get burned. Clothe yourself with the word of God. And then it's the last point right there when he said, get away, devil. Make a definite stand. Make a decision today that you are going to go into this summer prepared and protected. You're sending your kids off to camp. You're sending your kids off to grandmas. You're sending your kids off to activities and sports camp. Some of you are getting ready to send your kids off to college. Take this summer and enjoy them while they're here, but get them prepared. Get them protected. Some of you are sending them off to a spouse it's a different family, a different value, a different dynamic in some regard. Prepare. Be prepared. You can be prepared. Do what you need to do. And in closing, let me, let me just see, tell you what that looks like. Make a definite decision today, every day. Before you leave the house, 
get protected every morning. It's worth the extra time that you take. Let me say it this way. Get in a summer group or start a summer group. Have some people over. Get in a summer group because here's why. <clears throat> Have someone help you reach the spots you can't. Here's what I know. I can't reach every spot. I mean, it's just, I my arms don't bend that way. Not long enough. Here's what I also know. I can't see every spot I didn't have. I'm not covered. I don't know that until I get in the hot water, hot shower. It's like, whoa, miss that spot. But listen, that's why we need other people. Get in a summer group so people can see, hey, you, you protected? Hey, you missed a spot. Hey, don't forget that. Hey, you know what? They'll call you up. Hey, I know you got this going on today. Don't forget your protection. Put your sunscreen on. I know you're going to be outside all day. Put your sunscreen on. Drink lots of water. Because we can't see the places that we miss. We need somebody else to help us. Somebody else needs to help see the spots that we've missed. Somebody needs to help remind us, hey, listen, I know, I know it hurts to get sunburned. I know what that's like. But listen, I had, a couple years back, I had a spot on my arm that the dermatologist had to cut out. I've been to the dermatologist over and over again. I've seen all the slides. I've heard him tell everything about my skin, taking care of my skin. And I still at times forget. We need other people in our life to remind us or to help us. So make sure you're connecting with other people too. Let me say this also, serve the summer. I know a lot of people take a break from serving. I know everybody needs a break from time to time. But some of us that aren't serving or serving as much, maybe this summer then we step up and serve. Because here's what I found out. If I'm helping somebody else with their sunscreen, I'll remember my own. Before my daughters leave the house, and you've seen my daughters, they're young, beautiful, talented, and they get their white skin from their mom. The rest is from me, obviously. But they, they go out, and I got to, hey, Callie Camry, do you got sunscreen? You got your Magellan on? You know what? As I find out, then it reminds me to put mine on that day. When you're serving, if you're serving in the parking lot, you're serving in the kitchen, you're serving as a greeter, you're serving in kids, when you help somebody else make sure that they're protected, you remember your protection. Really, it helps you when you serve as much as it helps somebody else. And I just want to encourage you, get connected that way. Get, then, then stay connected with the app. Stream when you can. Stay connected how you can continue to give. And let me say this, and this isn't a giving message, and I'm not trying to, trying to get you to do that. But listen, even when you're gone, continue your giving because the Bible says to give out of your increase. So even you get paid when you're not. I'm trying to help you. My wife and I, we have times that we're going to not be here on a Sunday. We don't miss giving. We give online. We give our 10%. We give, and then we give our offering above that. And we do the generosity giving through the Hope app. I just, I want to tell why? Because it keeps you protected. That's what the Bible says about tithes and offerings. It keeps you protected. Because God says he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake when you return the portion back into him. Stay protected in your finances. And stay protected in your relationship. And stay protected in your spirit, man. So use the summer to your advantage. There's all kinds of opportunities. I want to say it this way. Don't get burned. What's your summer plan? Clothe yourself in Jesus. And apply generously the word of God. And let's have this summer to be our best summer ever. But let's not get burned. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.